Hello and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, a podcast show where I force my fiancé to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them. I am the fiancé. And I'm Drew and we're here for our second instalment of It's a Disney Musical Podcast. <laughs> yes, like riding a bike, isn't it? Mm. After a non-planned couple of weeks off. Yep. We are back and I'm really excited to talk about this one. Yes. It's been a... <laughs> Hectic time off. Yes. So, yes, we last time we spoke to you, we were celebrating two years of It's a Musical podcast. And we had a fantastic response to our Goosebumps episode. We've had loads of interactions, especially from the creators of the Goosebumps musical, which is fantastic. And we were on our Easter holidays. We had all these great plans. We went to see the fantastic Anyone Can Whistle. Which was amazing and we wanted to review that. However, I had a bit of an accident. Mm -hmm. I, um, in the interest of educating, you are educating me on musicals. I'm going to do some motor education now. Yeah. I didn't grow up with a car. I didn't grow up with a dad around who drove. I learned to drive when I was 26. Yeah. I'm now 32. So I've not had a car for long. Uh, I think I got my first car then when I was 28. We had a fantastic Ikea trip last week. We had a lovely time at Ikea. Whenever it was, you know, post anyone can whistle. Mm -hmm. And my car engine started overheating on the way back as we got stuck in some really bad traffic. And when it was finally safe for me to pull over, I did. I went into a garage to get some coolant thinking that's fine if the engine's overheating my car needs coolant left it 20 minutes thinking that's enough time for it to cool down popped the bonnet no smoke went to open the coolant reservoir and it sparked and it exploded everywhere all over my uh, <laughs> my dominant right arm mm -hmm. So I'm very, very lucky that I only got 1% burns on my arm, that I'm at, you know, a road to a, a full recovery, touch wood. But yes, that obviously meant we had to take a, a break due yep. to pain medication. I was a little bit loopy and obviously editing with my dominant hand mm -hmm. uh, wasn't going to work. And, you know, we didn't want to put out a product for you that we couldn't stand by. Yes. And then following that, a couple of days later, I had a chest infection and I ended up with pneumonia. Um, and so not on top of not being able, you not being able to do anything with your arm, I then couldn't speak for a yes. couple of days. So we ended up just deciding we were going to take a couple of weeks to just not record anything, have a break, work on our health. Because your health should come first. It does. And, you know, this is the thing. I know I was speaking to Jared uh, a few weeks ago about how we've been so amazed at how well the podcast is growing and hitting these amazing milestones that, you know, it, it sucks to meet a deadline. And that kind of impacted my mental health a little bit as well. Because mm -hmm. we want to keep recording. We want to keep making these episodes because we enjoy doing it. But yes. we also enjoy seeing our little podcast grow. Yeah, and lovely interactions. You know, the past few weeks uh, at Theatre Flashbacks, you know, has been reaching out to us, has been incredibly kind. Uh, and Elena, as always, and so much fantastic things have happened that it's it's been very difficult not recording this. But obviously, like Drew says, sometimes physical health has to take that priority. 
So yes, that's <laughs> that's been our past two weeks. We're very excited to be back talking about Pinocchio. Uh, Anyone Can Whistle was fantastic, and it, it's such a shame that we will not be doing a full episode on it. It's been nearly a month since we saw it, but I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a fantastic show. I loved the Traverse style staging. It was easily a four-star show for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a five-star show for me. I've I've not actually seen it before. I've seen, uh, I think there was a concert version Yes. Or it was potentially a Sondheim in concert and they did some stuff from Anyone Can Whistle, which then made me go and look it up. But I love that show. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the Southwark Playhouse was fantastic. A really great venue for it. A really nice intimate venue like it was with the last five years. I, I don't know. I think it only had a month run. So the, the point now that we're at with it out, it's closer to the end of its run than the start of its run. If you mm-hmm. are in the UK and you haven't seen it yet and there is time, go and see it it was it was brilliant uh a lot of the time i didn't really understand what was going on until after but it's one of those brilliant pieces of theater that leaves you thinking and asking questions after you leave yeah which isn't something i'm used to with musical theater you know musical yeah normally you're given the whole situation you know like it's it's nicely wrapped up at the end of a show so that everything is finished but the whole point of anyone can whistle is that it's meant to make you think yes and it really did and you know great show so we are moving on for our second disney episode mm-hmm. and pinocchio is not one i remember fondly uh growing up i i think i've w- not watched it since i was a little child i think that this is nightmare inducing yeah to to be blunt there's some catchy songs but i just remember being scared through most of it there's not the same sense of like whimsical wonder that you have with snow white Mm -hmm. this world is more dangerous more scary but i also even as a child remember not liking some elements that were too fantastical yeah obviously i don't mind the whole children turning into donkeys because they're bad behaved that I'm, i'm fine with but it's small things like um the weird foxes, I think they are, that Pinocchio's abducted by. And I just remember being really scared by some really grotesque figures. Yeah. And I think this, up until like getting acquainted with the Muppets, I think Pinocchio is responsible for like a fear of puppets. Yeah. Because especially with... The marionettes. The marionettes. It's weird, but this is one that I think is iconic. Sure. Uh, I think, you know, the fact that Jiminy Cricket shows up as often as he does, mm-hmm. he's almost like a, a secondary mascot. You know, he's maybe the film mascot, whereas Mickey Mouse is, is the mascot. Jiminy Cricket is possibly like the film, you know, one of the most iconic characters they've created. Yep. Songs, I remember being really catchy and really good. But it's a it's a follow up to one of the most successful films ever. Like, if the pressure was on Disney with Snow White, the pressure's even more on for Pinocchio, I think. Yeah, because like, how do you follow the first feature length animated film ever? You know. Well, this is it. That was Disney's folly, and it was successful. But Disney's real folly is proving he's not a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Pinocchio? Have you is it one that you've watched consistently, or is it one that you would avoid usually, given the choice? I 
So, like many of the older Disney films, I saw them when I was a kid, when I was in hospital, because we had a really nice, um, like, ward matron who would come around. And I make this sound like I was some sickly Victorian child that just lived in <laughs> hospital. I didn't. But when I would be in the hospital, they would bring around this ancient TV on wheels. If you are my age or older, you will remember when uh, at schools and things, the TV would be rolled in. Yeah, the AV kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was great. You knew it was going to be a good day when they rolled out the TV. And... Yeah, she would roll this TV out and just stick a Disney film on and it was completely unsupervised. So they would put these movies on and we'd all be like, oh, cool, it's a Disney film. And then it would be like Pinocchio. And we'd all sit there and watch it and be like, what is happening? Because we, like, the kids that I was around and, like, me as a child, I was used to. Like, the first uh, Disney, well, film I ever saw was Beauty and the Beast. And so I was used to that sort of era of like yeah. the return of Disney, the renaissance with Beauty and the Beast and Ariel and, you know, those characters. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah this this movie fully traumatized me, but not quite so much as it as Dumbo did. Yeah. I remember being very, very scared of the donkeys and being really upset. Not that the kids were getting turned into donkeys, but at how they were treated once they were donkeys. The the it's the coachman. He's scary. Yeah, he's really scary. Like I just feel like this is one bad thing after another, mm-hmm. and it is terrifying. Yeah. Whereas Snow White, don't get me wrong, has its scary moments. You know, the wanna bite. You know, mm-hmm. there is some, but there's also such joy. But yeah. I feel like. As soon as Pinocchio leaves for school... It's just dark from that point on. Everything goes bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not completely excited to go back and watch it. Because I do remember. I remember having nightmares about the donkeys. I remember having nightmares about uh, the whale. Uh, Is it Monstro? Monstro the whale, yeah. And yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what this one's like as an adult. Will it will I'm it sure still be, be equally as terrifying? Well, this is it because I'm still going to be on painkillers watching this, so I'm sure that maybe I'm sure you won't be traumatized at all. Yeah, it'll be fine. Is there any interesting tidbits about the making of this? Well, so. Apparently, this is the most excited that anyone saw Walt Disney about a film. Yeah. He says, Walt was busting his guts with enthusiasm, which might be one of my favourite quotes ever. Obviously, like most Disney films, uh, this is based on a fairy tale. And it was based on The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, which came out in 1883. Yeah. So quite a while before this. And... They commissioned one of their storyboard artists, Bianca Majoli, to write a new story outline of The Adventures of Pinocchio because he goes on a lot more adventures than what we get in the film. And then upon reading it, Walt Disney felt that her outline was too faithful to the book. Yeah. And it was still even darker than the film ended up being. So this is the version that we ended up with. It was also supposed to come out after Bambi. Okay. But we ended up with this first because Bambi had to be postponed because there were so many difficulties in 
actually making all of the animals in Bambi look realistic because they would bring real animals yes. into the studio for them to draw. I saw that with Lion King. I remember a little like VHS mm-hmm. like tidbit that showed the animators working on it. Yeah. They also made Pinocchio a lot nicer as a character. Yeah, because this is the thing is I know that as a child, there's been so many different iterations of Pinocchio that you see like really just like with Shrek, for instance, a bit more cheeky. But obviously you can see the elements of Disney's Pinocchio mm-hmm. in Shrek. But also there's been so many like attempts to create other Pinocchio films that yeah. just don't come out. And obviously Disney's working on a live action Pinocchio of Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Yeah. So the original is described here in, in what I am reading from as Pinocchio being a cold, rude, ungrateful, inhuman brat wow. who often repels sympathy and only learns his lessons the hard way. Which is why so much horrible stuff happens to him. It's because it's a that's moral. the only way that he's learning. Whereas in this version, Pinocchio's a nice little dude and you're kind of like, oh, this feels a bit hard. He's just naive. Yeah. Because of course he is. He's literally alive for one day and then his dad kicks him out and is like, off to school you go, good luck. Farewell. Yeah. Yeah. This is also where Figaro comes from. And Figaro becomes Minnie's pet. Yes. Uh, Minnie originally had a cat called Fifi, who was a... uh... Oh no, it wasn't even a cat. Fifi was a Pekingese. She had a dog, like Mickey. Like Pluto. Yeah, so uh, she had Fifi the Pekingese... And they replaced him with uh, Figaro and Figaro got his own cartoons and also shows up in a bunch of mini cartoons as well. Yes. So this is the things I remember that you've got. um, So, for instance, in Mickey Christmas Carol, Mm -hmm. the Scrooge version with Scrooge and Duck, you've got got Jiminy Cricket as the ghost of Christmas past. I think so. And they're, you know, again, iconic. You know, he, he, he stretches far and wide. He's a big part of the Kingdom Hearts franchise as your narrator. Mm-hmm. And kind of your, he, he, he's writing the story as you go. He's like the official scribe of the palace. But Figaro, again, you know, in things like Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Yeah. That Figaro is Minnie's pet. Yeah. yeah, in this world. And this no really other cute. characters from Pinocchio are as involved outside the license i think cleo showed up in a couple of things yeah oh um, no cleo condensation <laughs> no i think i do think i think cleo showed up in a few things but yeah n- not as much as anybody else did yeah i'm interested to watch this i think you've got two very different films don't you like snow white being a far more like classical princess story mm-hmm. and then pinocchio being something a little bit more pushing the envelope even more i'm intrigued to see how well the animation holds up snow white i think was good and yeah just uh, you know i I remember some of the songs being bops but i can't remember all the songs like you've got wish upon a star you've Mm -hmm. got whistle while you work no you don't have whistle while you work you have um um i've got no strings to hold me down yep which showed up in Avengers Age of Ultron, yes, which I love that moment. I think that's really, really clever. I think that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think you've also got Hi Diddly D, an actor's life for me. Yep. I think, but I can't remember the other songs other than that. So I'm intrigued. Obviously, there's more songs to it because it meets our criteria. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see what they are. 
Yeah, and just see how well this story has aged and do I appreciate it a little bit more as an adult. It's not one I would want to rewatch. Yeah. So we're going to take a brief intermission and then we're going to come back and discuss Walt Disney's second animated feature. We will see you shortly after intermission. We are back. Hi diddly dee. We are not doing a song today because I have fractured my thumb and I can't play the ukulele anymore. So. Yes. Uh, yes, no singing. I'm sure we'll sing a little bit as we go through songs, but that was not as bad as I remembered it. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but it was every bit as traumatising as I remember oh, it being. absolutely. And still bits I'm like, well, yep, I, I, taking me back. So yeah. it was like a few seconds before something happened. I was like, oh, I want to close my eyes now because I know what's coming. Uh, I love that it comes up with a little, um, a little disclaimer mm -hmm. contains tobacco depictions. Yeah. Yes, it does. Blimey. The thirties were a weird old time, weren't they? For uh, kids films, thirties or forties. I will say though, that while I'm impressed that Disney Plus has decided to include things like that. I wish they would screen all the content to yeah. make sure that they're covering everything because what this they don't say this film includes is also alcohol depictions yep. and also racist stereotypes. Yes. Because I read, I believe, that that they have said that for Dumbo that like this film contains uh like negative depictions of different races. But in the interest of, like, keeping the film as it was. Yeah. They're giving you a warning at the beginning, but presenting the film as it was, rather than deleting parts of the film. Yes. To pretend that that never, never happened. happened. And I know we've seen it with one thing in the past. I think we watched, like, a Mickey Mouse on a train thing and him trying to be kicked off. And there was, like, a contains, like, racially sensitive. Yes. Obviously, we're going to do Dumbo. So we all look at that mm -hmm. and see what it's like. But it did feel weird that they only pinpointed the tobacco depictions as opposed to anything else. Really weird, considering we have characters like Stromboli, who is a racist stereotype. Yep. And we have uh, the depictions on Pleasure Island. Yes. Of... Oh, of the sort of Native American... Yes. Uh like smoke rings yeah, and the, the, the gambling. Yes, which I was... Oh, it's so annoying that I was surprised by it. But then I, as we were watching it, I was like, oh, but this is before Peter Pan yeah. came out and it's worse in Peter Pan. So, yeah, so of course it's going to be worse. Like, of course it's going to be, be like that here. But yes, so we are aware of all of these things. We are... Yeah, I just don't understand why, if you're going to trigger warning at the beginning one of those things, or at least make people aware that there are tobacco depictions in this, like of all the things in that film... It's the least. If I'm sitting my kid down to watch that film, the smoking is really not the thing I'm going to end up having the conversation Well, especially because about. the smoking isn't glamorised, it's seen as, you like, do this, gross. you'll turn into a donkey. 
Well, it's even like Pinocchio gets ill from doing yeah. it. So it's super weird. This might be an episode where we're a bit choppy changey all over the place with things because yeah. certain stuff is going to link. But yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, do better, Disney. Yeah. Uh, we do start with, I think, the most iconic, maybe the definitive Disney song mm-hmm. because it is used in every single Disney feature. Yes. So When You Wish Upon a Star became a major hit on its own, like as a standalone song, and then later became the theme song of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. And the soundtrack won an Academy Award for Best Original Score. I think it is it is iconic. And When You Wish Upon a Star is such a simple feature. I I don't know which character in this is, is like the Walt Disney insert character, if it's Jiminy Cricket being like, I'm telling you a story. I or don't if know, it's Jimmy, like... It's one of the things I kind of like about this is that all of the people aren't good people or bad people. They just are like grey, normal people. With the exception of Geppetto. Uh, I mean, one moment. (laughs) He's not my favourite person. He's not, but Geppetto seems to be so kind and he's beloved by everyone. And he takes such care with the things he makes as well, like these ornate clocks. Speaking of which, for the animation of that scene, all of those clocks were made physically wow as references for the animators so they had all the clocks made so that the animators had something to work from which like if anyone ever tells you if you're an artist out there that you shouldn't be working from references sorry walt disney built a company on that so one of the biggest companies in the world use your references it can only be good for you yeah i enjoy when you wish upon a star and i think jimmy cricket's voice is really beautiful Mm -hmm. i don't know who the actor is but he's got like a really nice, calming voice. Yeah. Yeah, so Jiminy Cricket is voiced by Cliff Edwards, who is also known as Ukulele Ike. Nice. He, is a, he was a singer, actor. Yeah. Lovely voice. And like with Snow White, we start with the storybook. Mm-hmm. Jiminy Cricket taking his spotlight and he speaks to us from the present and he's going to tell us a story. He seems very, very likeable, which is great. But we're going to talk a little bit about Jiminy Cricket's character certain things that I forgot about as we progress. We go off to Geppetto's and I I really love Jiminy Cricket's like hopping point of view. Oh yeah, as we're hopping forward. So this is them using that uh, animation technique that they figured out in Snow White and bringing it in here in a different way, which was very cool. I completely forgot that at the start of the film, he isn't in his iconic Jiminy Cricket attire. He's got like raggedy clothes and his hat's ripped yeah because when he gets to geppetto's house he's like oh they've still got the light on they might have a fire going i'm gonna sneak in and sit by the fire because he isn't from the town that they're in he's traveled here so he's in his like travel wear yeah and now that he's here i think it ends up being the blue fairy that gives him the nice clothes which is particularly weird yeah and there's a great bit as he you know he's watching he he says as i stood there warming uh, um, warming myself he's literally rubbing his butt it's so like he comes across really polite so some of the things he does in a moment are like wow where did this come from yeah there's a hidden di- hidden dumbo i didn't see any hidden mickeys but you pointed out a hidden dumbo for me yes one of the clocks is a dumbo clock yes uh i think pinocchio looks terrifying as well when he has no smile he's just pinocchio is terrifying both as the unanimated marionette that sits on the shelf yeah when he's just like and also at the end when he becomes a real boy (laughs) that that used to really freak me out when he turns into an actual child i was like i don't like what he looks like like this i like what he looks like 
Yeah. And the rest of it's fine. It's the nose. It's the creepy human nose as opposed yeah. to his puppet nose. Weird. <laughs> I really like as well. So another bit, Jiminy Cricket is like watching and he puts his hand awkwardly on a little porcelain woman and he's leaning on her butt. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Really, really weird. Yeah. When they were making Snow White, there was an animator called Ward Kimball. Yeah. And if you remember when we covered that, I told you there were a couple of scenes that were cut from the movie, specifically the there was a musical number where they were all eating soup yes. that she'd made. And then there was a bed building sequence where they built her her own bed out of all of their beds, but they like made it and built it all together because they're, you know... Handy. Handy with the wood, I guess. <laughs> um, and Ward Kimball, the animator... Uh, had both of those scenes cut. And he made them. He spent all of his time on making them. But when they were working on the character of Jiminy Cricket, Ward Kimball had worked on a couple of designs for it. He did. Walt Disney had asked for a bunch of people to design Jiminy Cricket. Yes. And because it was so difficult to come up with what this cricket was going to look like, because he doesn't have a name in the story. Yeah. And he's just described as like an ancient wise cricket. So Walt Disney as a joke called him Jiminy Cricket because it's a euphemism for Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they were just making jokes about this cricket and eventually Ward Kimball drew a picture of Jiminy Cricket. And that stuck. And basically nearly quit because of what had happened on Snow White. Yeah. He was like, it doesn't matter what I draw, they're not going to use it anyway. And Walt Disney promoted him to head animator for Jiminy Cricket. Nice. Yeah. And has uh, created a character that really has stood the test of time. Yeah. So Geppetto wants to name Pinocchio and he's coming up with names and he asks Figaro and Cleo, the sexy fish. Oh, why is she so... Sexy, I don't know. (laughs) It's so weird. I wasn't going to use the word sexy, but she's like really strangely animated in that she is very clearly feminised. Curvaceous, big... uh, kissable red lips yeah. and like weird large eyelashes yeah it's cleo the sexy fish very strange i yeah that neither of them like um the name pinocchio but geppetto nods little wooden head to say yes well pinocchio do you like the name yes he likes it so cool it's staying we get the little wooden head i forgot about this song completely but it's a really nice sequence like it's like mm-hmm. the silly song it's just really nice triumphant moment the way that i tell you i really do like the animation of puppet pinocchio yeah because he is so loose and he does look like a real puppet and i thought that was incredible like a really good feat of animation for so early on in like the walt disney career yeah and you've got the little music box that jiminy cricket joins in with doing the songs there's oh, there's the bit where you, you, you're staring at Pinocchio from Cleo the Sexy Fish's bowl mm-hmm. and like Pinocchio's all warped like he's in, you know, the Hall of Mirrors. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like he's just like up and down, up and down. Ugh, did not like that. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, Geppetto torments Figaro, <laughs> like freaks Figaro out with Pinocchio. You know, kind of cruel. <laughs> yeah. But he's a marionette. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I I did I completely forgot about the clocks, but when they all go off and you see all the different ones like the spanking, and you've got the um, elephants, you've got so many amazing clocks. The ducks, I like the ducks. The ducks yeah. are great. There's some really awesome. Oh, and you've got the like bang, like uh, like a hunter shooting some stuff. 
trying to shoot a bird and the bird gets away before yeah. his gun pops. There's some time, really yeah. amazing like intricate designs and the fact that they were all built. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. The um in the background of this scene you can also see Geppetto's bookshelf. Yes. Where he has both Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland on the bookshelf. And are they actively in development at this point in time? They are books that Disney had bought the rights okay. to adapt. Cool. Yes. So they weren't in development at the time, but they were being considered. One of my favourite lines after all the clocks go off. Mm. Geppetto says, I wonder what time it is. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Like all the clocks have literally just gone off because I wonder what the time is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a really, this opening is so long before like anything happens, but it's really nice world building. Yeah. Like compare it to Snow White where 20 minutes in and she's in the dwarf's house. Mm-hmm. Here, there's a lot of time just being built before anything Pinocchio's happens. not even alive yet. Yeah. I love Figaro's little bed and, you know, how she just wants to go to sleep, but she's the one who has to open the window for lazy old Geppetto. Mm-hmm. And then he notices the wishing star and he, he, he wishes for a real boy. Yes. Now, Evelyn Venable, who is the both the voice of the Blue Fairy yes. and the physical model for the Blue Fairy, is also the Columbia Studios logo lady, which is really cool. Which, like, once you know that, you can kind of see it. Yes, I love it. Theatre Flashbacks on Twitter mentioned that to me as well, and it mm. is really, really cool. And I love how her animation stands out a little bit more. Like, Geppetto looks cartoonish. Like, he's obviously not a real human, you know? But she... Looks like... She's, like, ethereal, like, beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's and interesting. And looks more in line with, like, Snow White in depictions of a real person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like, you know, the way she shows up. Yep. I like some of the weird development here with, like, Jiminy Cricket, how he's, like, cranking, he shouts the quiet at all the clocks, and, and, and like, the, the, the bubbles of the... the mm-hmm. Everything goes quiet... So my favourite quote about Jiminy Cricket as a character is that, from Ward Kimball, is that if you actually look at Jiminy Cricket, he has no defining features that make him look like an actual cricket. Yeah. Um, he is a cricket because we say so. Yeah. Which I love, like, because he started out as a drawing of a cricket in a little, like, waistcoat. Yeah. And everybody thought it was too grotesque, so now he's just a little green Do bald you know guy. I can imagine that, and I really hope they keep in this live-action... Pinocchio I hope they keep him basically the same as opposed to Mm -hmm. like a cricket Geppetto we learn has given so much happiness to the world he deserves some himself and I really love with the way the blue fairy magics Pinocchio and like the little magic spell this like aura around him it's very very cool and we see this aura like sparkle when he comes to life yep she explains the rules that, you know, he's not a real boy yet, but he will be if he proves himself to be brave, truthful and unselfish. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, why? What does that mean? You know, like, what's a conscience? And Jiminy Cricket, you know, makes his entrance and yeah. he gets a job and an upgrade to his clothes. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, can I have a badge? And the Blue Fairy says, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do your if job. If you do a good job, yeah. He's like, oh, do I get a medal for this? It's like, okay. He has a heart-to-heart with Pinocchio. And I really like the way Pinocchio keeps going, why? Like an actual child. Why? Yeah. yeah, it feels like an actual conversation. And obviously, you know, Jiminy Cricket struggles to explain. But he says that, is it, does he call him Pinocchio? Yep. 
I love that. Hey, Pinocchio. Hey, Pinocchio. Pinocchio needs him, and it, you know, and all he has to do if, if he is ever in danger is whistle. And I think mm. this is why I thought whistle while you work, because you have give a little whistle. Yep. Give a little whistle. We do learn that not anyone can whistle. Mm. <laughs> not everyone can whistle. Yeah. Yeah, Pinocchio really, really. Uh, struggles i like the little hat trick he does where he whistles into his hat and covers it and he opens it goes yeah from his hat that's cute and pinocchio tries and nothing happens Mm -hmm. the um there is a scene cut after geppetto discovers that pinocchio is alive where uh, pinocchio asks about the rest of his family oh no because he just says geppetto and geppetto tells him about his um grandfather who was a pine tree Pinocchio is made of pine wood. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, I like this bit. So Pinocchio makes a noise, wakes up uh, Geppetto, and Geppetto shouts, who's there? And Pinocchio shouts, it's me. It's me. And Geppetto goes back to me, ah, it's me, it's me. And he wakes up really loved. And he comes down with a ruddy gun. Oh, yeah, this is another one where we're like, wait, where did he get this gun from? Yes. Oh, what were we watching that also did that? It was the Wizard of the Wizard Oz. Of Oz. Like, Why does he have a gun? The scarecrow has a gun. But the best thing is, so he's creeping down in his little nightgown mm-hmm. and Figaro's with him. And yeah. Figaro sees Pinocchio and she jumps up yeah. into his nightgown. nightgown mm-hmm. And then suddenly he shoots, I reckon Figaro, 100% just claws onto his undercarriage. Yes, indeed. And that's what prompts the gun to go off. I should imagine. And he nearly shoots Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. Geppetto has a panic when he realises Pinocchio's alive and Pinocchio explains all Geppetto's over the moon. Mm-hmm. Cleo, the sexy fish, kisses everyone because it's such a triumphant moment. Yeah. And this is where we start to see what I'm going to call horny Jiminy Cricket. Because, like, the, you know you've got the wooden little woman who goes on the clock. But yeah, he's weirdly into all of these random women, but he, none of them are real. Yeah, and he's like following her, like completely like, oh, hello, I like your curves, and, and walks into the door. It's a really weird character trait for this conscience character, mm-hmm. who I remember really fondly. I don't remember. As being like all that is good and kind. I was, the entire time we watched this film, I was thinking about um, Once Upon a Time. And, yes. and the only season of Once Upon a Time I can tell you a lot about is the first one because I watched to it a couple it, of times. Yeah. But from watching Once Upon a Time and from going back and rewatching this, I'm pretty sure the people who made Once Upon a Time did not go back and rewatch Pinocchio. Well, this is it. Yeah, the Jiminy Cricket that is in that, I um, is the one that like I'm like, oh yeah, the little cricket guy, he's kind of nervous and anxious, but he's like a nice guy and he tries to give good advice to Pinocchio and Pinocchio ignores him. Whereas actually what we've got is this outspoken, like sexualized, weird little dude yeah. who follows Pinocchio around and most of the time isn't even with him. Yeah, most of the time fails at his job. Because I, I have this mental image of Pinocchio with Jimmy Cricket like in his hat. Yes. And I think maybe that was just on promotional material or on, you know, stuff at the Disney store when yeah. I was a kid, as opposed to actually things that happen in the film. Yeah, this is it. I guess it's like Mandela effect, as we remember Jiminy Cricket being far more useful at his job. Yeah. And we're going to talk throughout the rest of this like episode about the failings of Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want it to be a character assassination, but he's not as... 
He's not a very good conscience. No, he is not a very good conscience. Pinocchio starts to play with fire. Yeah. He sees the candle with Figaro and he picks it up mm-hmm. and he sets his finger ablaze. Obviously, he's wood. And uh, Geppetto puts his hand in Cleo the Sexy Fish's water bowl. And it turns her water black. Turns, and then you see her coughing up smoke rings. Yeah. Poor Cleo. That's a really weird joke. And, you know. Uh, Jiminy Cricket also meets Cleo. Yeah. And thinks that she's sexy as well. Yeah. It's not just us. No. Well, they go up to bed and Geppetto experiences the joys of parenthood for the first time as he tries to explain to Pinocchio that it's time to sleep, go to bed, and Pinocchio just goes, why? Every time he gets a reaction, it's why? In fairness, Pinocchio is awake for the first time ever, I doubt. He's going to be tired right now. Oh yeah, now. exactly. And he says that he's going to go to school where he's going to learn. What it is to be a real boy. And so, to be clever so that he can be a grown-up one day. I assume we, we cut to the next morning. Now, this is about half an hour, 40 minutes of the film at this point, which is only an hour and a half film. And this is the point at which I start realising that nobody said anything about his lying. Yes. Because I was, like, so sure that it was brought up originally when the Blue Fairy brings him to life, and that's not happening. No. So I was thinking, all right, okay... This obviously happens later on. But then once we get to the lying stuff, it only happens in one scene and it never shows up again. And it's weird because it's such an iconic thing. Again, like with Trek 2, you know, the, yeah. you know, the, the, and the like lying. And like he uses it and it's it happens over and over again. Whereas in this, there is only one scene in which his nose grows because he tells a lie. Yeah. And it's just not important for the rest of the film. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's day two, he goes to school. I do wonder, working in the school system, I know how it's not this easy to actually enrol a child. So Let alone to... a puppet child. Yes. I, I do really enjoy, you know, the, the zoom in to the world. Like, we're seeing the most populated, like, areas that Disney have created because mm. Snow White wasn't this populated. And, like, yeah. there's loads of small intricacies in this world. Mm-hmm. Well, and so the concept the background design for this was potentially because like none of this information is very accurate because it's all from such a long time ago now and people weren't widely credited for these films as much as they should have been but there was a children's book illustrator called Gustav Tengren who helped create the town and the undersea landscapes later on and his design sketches for this later on influenced what Disneyland originally looked like. Oh, you can 100% see the Disneyland element to this, like the... To the way that the town looks around him, that sort of, like, European influence on the little cobbled streets and things. It's interesting you say that, because obviously we we saw the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. I got very excited. Mm. There's been a lot of talk about that shot of Thor and Korg looking over... The, the body of this dead god and how it's like shot for shot with the exception of Korg directly taken from a panel of the comic books yeah and there's so many people saying wow isn't it amazing that it looks exactly like the comic books it is but unfortunately the creator of that comic book is seeing none of the money that's coming from this big marvel yeah because they've signed away their really? art which is such a shame that this person's artwork is directly there well and marvel comic creators do not get paid enough as it is no but, but that's yeah besides the unfortunately point. tengren 
did not get any credit for this film. Yeah. Which because it, he left before the film was cre- uh, completed. Which is such a shame. Yeah. And especially the, the fact that that impact lives on in Disneyland, mm-hmm. Disney World, whatever, you know. Uh, Geppetto gives <laughs> gives Pinocchio an apple to take to school for the teacher. He, he blows on it, wipes it and gives it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did Geppetto go to school? And th- this is the thing that really... Where did this thing come from, of taking an apple to your teacher? Yeah, the good old days. But this is the thing, right? And at this point, I realised, oh my God, all of this film is Geppetto's fault. Yeah. This naive child was literally born yesterday. And Geppetto has sent him off to school on his own. Mm-hmm. Geppetto should be walking him to school. Yes. I mean, yes, end of movie. You know, Pinocchio learns his lessons at school. That's it, end of movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing else happens. Geppetto has to take that blame. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I can't believe that that happened. I completely forgot that. I genuinely just thought like it was a complete accident. No, it really is. <laughs> All of this is Geppetto's fault. Mm-hmm. So we, on the way to school. Oh, I hate hate these characters meet mr j worthington foulfellow also known as honest john yep that's his name yeah 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 j worthington foulfellow it's not brought up in the film it's only ever mentioned in promotional materials but yeah in the film he's called honest john and his sidekick gideon yeah dopey and for some reason these characters are animals (laughs) is that true to story or is it just because I remember that bugging me, and it bugged me here that there's no reason for it. it. I mean, in Pinocchio, the actual Pinocchio story, Pinocchio kills Jiminy Cricket, so... <laughs> God! What? Yeah. And the Blue Fairy doesn't show up until the very end. She's not in it at all. He is just an alive doll. Oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. In a very early chapter of the novel, Pinocchio kills Jiminy Cricket, who isn't called that, he's just, he called, just called the, the Talking Cricket. cricket. Um, he throws a mallet at him and squishes him. God. And then he shows up later on. As a ghost. Like, alive, but... Oh, okay, I yeah. was thinking, like, force ghost. Early on in the novel, he kills Jiminy oh, Cricket. Oh, man. So this could have been worse, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, Honest... I think maybe this is, like, the whole idea, because I, I, I took Honest John to be a fox. Honest John is a fox, and Gideon's I, a cat. Yeah, so, you know, maybe this is, like, the cunning of a fox, you know? Yeah, I think it is supposed to be metaphorical, but at the same time, I don't know why I can suspend my disbelief enough for the puppet to be alive and for the cricket to talk. But all the other humans can't hear Jiminy Cricket talking. No. and But they can talk to the fox and the cat. Yeah. And that's but a... Figaro can't talk. Yeah, that's that's where I have issues. Like, Don't get me wrong. It just gets is... a little much. Yeah, there's magic in this world. And I'm fully on board with Pleasure Island. Mm-hmm. These boys are wrong, so they become these donkeys. Like, fully on board with that as an idea. Yeah, but the whole concept of that is they make an ass of themselves. Yes. They do that to themselves by behaving like that. Yes. Which, oh my god, I was so well behaved as a child because of this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fully traumatised me. Right? I didn't want to smoke so because of this movie. Like, I was so scared of even inhaling my mum's cigarette smoke when she was a smoker because of this movie. i tell you what, it was this, the turning into a donkey, and also, did you ever read the twits? Yeah. Ugly people 
there was yeah there's a line at the beginning of that book about how mrs twit had once been very beautiful but because she thought ugly thoughts about other people it made her ugly that traumatized me as well yeah and this is it like children's media is very very scary and very very powerful as well mm-hmm. so why bluey's great because it's so wholesome and normal i mean animals of farthing wood i think is directly responsible for my hatred of hunting and possibly the vegetarianism yeah Oh, Watership Down, I watched that way too early as a child yeah. as well. Like That really freaked me out. Yeah, but this is one that I think obviously will have a great impact on like scaring kids straight, mm-hmm. you know, and, and keeping them on, on the straight and narrow path. But yeah, I just, I don't like Gideon's representation. It's exactly the same as Dopey, mm-hmm. you know, with like the sleeves. Basically, you could imagine they've just animated over some of the Dopey sequences. They probably have. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so they see the little wooden boy, they give chase. They're they... like, oh my god, we could sell him to Stromboli and pass him off as this like magical puppet that we found. But they also have conned Stromboli before. So like... No, they've, they've worked for Stromboli okay. before. But this is them conning him. I don't understand what the con is. I guess it's easy money because they've abducted this puppet. They found this magic talking puppet and Stromboli will pay them really well yeah. for it. They, they talk about, you know, easy street. Mm-hmm. Easy street. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie Strong steals the apple. And he gaslights Pinocchio into a life in the theatre. Mm-hmm. You know. This is like one of very few Disney movies to have multiple villains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you've got these guys. You've got the coachman, Stromboli, and Monstro. Yeah. I mean, if anything, Pinocchio is his own villain. (laughs) These are just bad people that are around. Yeah. So Pinocchio listens to Honest John and Gideon and we get an actor's life for me, which isn't as long as I remember. It's quite quick. It's just hi, diddly do, an actor's life for me. It's on to be a celebrity. And then we see uh, Jiminy Cricket running. Jiminy Cricket, who slept in on his first day on this job. Yep. Come on, man. <laughs> right? Again, he's he's allowed this to happen. If he did his job efficiently, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. And he sees Pinocchio running off in the opposite direction. So he gives chase and is on top of Honest John's hat. Gideon has this mallet and hits Honest John. Oh my God, it's a reference to the mallet. Yeah. So trying to kill Jiminy with the mallet. And Jiminy moves. And he hits Honest John, yeah. Yes. Uh, Jiminy tries to warn Pinocchio, but to no avail. It's, it's basically like, you know, you're going to go tell this nice man, you appreciate time, but you'll be, you know, going to school. And Pinocchio says, okay. And then Honest John says, are we going? And he goes, okay, and just walks off. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> oh God, this line. Oh my God, this is so irresponsible. Jiminy Cricket says, I'll go and tell his father. No, that'd be snitching. Yeah, right? Come on. Oh, man. Jiminy. Why is that on his conscience? Right? So, yes, we go to the puppet show. And I do feel kind of bad for Geppetto in this whole story. But also at the same time, what is this story from Geppetto's perspective, right? We'll get through all the Pinocchio stuff in a minute. But Geppetto wishes that he could have a child. Despite not being in a relationship. 
which is fine. But the way that he wants to go about it is for the, the puppet he made to magically come to life. Yep, it's a okay. long shot. Go for it, why not? Magic things clearly exist in this world. So his puppet comes to life. He's like, incredible. What do you do with a child of Pinocchio's age? Oh, he'd better go to school. So you set him up with books and an apple. Off he goes. You say, okay, I'll see you at the end of the day. And then he never shows back up. So you don't eat or feed your pets. You say nobody eats until, until he the gets little wooden boy shows up. Then... You go out searching for him, then you come home, he's still not shown up, so you go out again, and this time it's raining, and then I guess you close your shop. To give chase for him. And you end up on a raft at sea. Yeah. Somehow. It's very weird. Like, what? why did he decide that Pinocchio was probably in the ocean? Is he trying to get to Pleasure Island? Yeah, as he heard talk of Pleasure Island. That he there's... must have. The worst bit as well, Bizarre. I mean, we'll get to the worst bit in a moment, I guess. But yeah, there's some really heartbreaking bits of Geppetto, but it also just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stromboli, it does look terrifying. I still remember being scared of him. But like you say, it is a very, very racist caricature representation. Mm-hmm. He introduced Pinocchio and we get I've Got No Strings. I always really love the full start where he's like, I've got no strings. And then he falls down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do remember being freaked out by the marionettes here, mostly because like Pinocchio looks unsettled by some of the women, and you got the really you know like the the kind of like Russian dancers, the hey who spin. Yeah, I just remember this scene being really unsettling, mostly because Pinocchio, you know, eventually looks like he's having fun. Yeah, but the first bit isn't. My um primary school drama club that i used to go to we did a performance a production of pinocchio and i was one of the puppets in this scene oh cool i think i was a french puppet Ooh la la yeah yeah it was a weird time this is a weird one to do as a stage show yeah i don't see how it works you also get horny Jiminy Cricket, who's like, oh, well, I hope Again. he enjoys the actors. Like, and then yeah. suddenly really into it in the showgirl shop. He gets like the little binoculars and zooms in. Why, Why is he doing this? Like, he's like, oh, <laughs> really I'm going to, you know, I'll go, you know, just to support the boy. Mm-hmm. But he gives up on Pinocchio because what does an actor want with a conscience anyway? Like, he's going to be a star. What's he need? Yeah. And then, yeah, we see Geppetto at home worried. So he goes out looking for Pinocchio, but says no one eats. Yep. And Cleo, the sexy fish. Mm-hmm tells you know scolds figure over trying to eat yeah For, from trying to eat a fish yes uh stromboli is talking with pinocchio and he's very kind and counting his money but he looks really angry when he finds like a nut mm-hmm. and then pinocchio is like well i'm gonna go home to my dad now bye mr stromboli yeah and Stromboli's like oh you stupid puppet yeah you are and not going anywhere locks him in the and this bit is horrible because he seems really nice until he's not mm-hmm. and you know, the, the him being locked up and you have the no, no, no. And somebody shouting, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and he gives him a, like a bent. The bent like nut that he's like. Coin yeah. thing that he's given. It's obviously not gold like the rest of the money that he's got. And he's like, oh, this is for you, Pinocchio. Because yeah. he knows that he won't know what to do with money. But the worst bit as well, the really scary bit, is he's like, you're going to perform for me, and then when you get too old, I'll turn you into firewood! And he throws an axe. 
Oh, and we see some of the other marionettes and that have been the, chopped up. And there's one that does look quite like Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's awful. It's very, very scary. Mm. Uh, Pinocchio looks terrified and Jiminy Cricket's like, oh, there he goes. Um, I guess I'll let him leave. And he goes, well, maybe I should just wish him good luck first. Yeah. Thank God. Jiminy Cricket's little cricket conscience showed up. Goes, well, maybe you should at least wish the boy good luck before you go. Yeah. Because he goes there and he sees... He sees he's locked up. He's like, oh no, let's help you escape. He tries to pick the lock. He literally like climbs He's like in inside of it trying to fix it. And then he breaks the spring in it. Yeah. So he, no one would be able to open it anymore. And this is the bit where we get something really like heartbreaking is you see the carriage. And oh, and this, this, the um, caravan, because it is a caravan that Stromboli is leaving town in, is a physical prop that they made oh, wow and then filmed and then printed all the film cells and then they painted it to match oh wow that's so cool the rest of the film yeah that's so it's a weird way of animating something but really cool yeah but yeah this is where the thing goes past and geppetto stops to let it go past and he's shouting pinocchio right it's the thunderclap yeah. so no one can hear it's him. so sad and then we have the little pity party in the trailer because you know pinocchio is like it's my fault i should have listened to you and jimmy's like no it's my fault i should have been stricter on you mm -hmm. and you know i was like well actually jimmy you should have just woken yeah. up on time the blue fairy comes to them Mm -hmm. And Jiminy Cricket encourages the truth. Yeah. So, of course, Pinocchio lies to the Blue Fairy. Yeah. And his nose grows. Mm -hmm. And like you say, it's very weird that at this point in the movie, it happens without any explanation. Out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And then she keeps goading him into it, so he keeps lying. And then she says, a little boy who can't be good may just as well be made of wood. Yes. Which is like, okay... So is it because he's doing something bad or is it because he's lying? Because I don't think it is because well, he's lying. Well, she says something along the lines of, you know, once you lie, you know, it becomes as obvious as the nose, the on, nose your face. on your face. Yeah. But it's the fact that, like, it grows and then suddenly has, like, birds and eggs hatch and then it all wilts yeah, and dies. because he's turning into a tree. Yeah. It's, it is quite scary. And Pinocchio is scary. He's like, I'll never lie again. Mm -hmm. I do love her animation and you know she she agrees to unlock so they can escape she says this will be the last time she can help Pinocchio yeah which Jimmy Cricket has the most screen time of any character in this film which is interesting isn't it considering Pinocchio but I guess he's a narrator so yeah. he you know he always has to show us from his perspective mm -hmm. they escape yep and we cut to the pub where we hear an actor's life reprise mm-hmm you have this awful bit where Gideon eats the smoke donut. I hate that bit. And like his awful hiccups from where he's like drinking and everything. And we see the very, very scary coachman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the coachman says to Honest John, he's got a job. Honest John's like, oh yeah, who do you want us to kill? He thinks he's going to assassinate someone. The coachman says he's collecting lazy boys, the sort that play hooky from school. And even Honest John is scared of Pleasure Island. So you know it's bad. Like when you see the villain scared mm -hmm. of something, that's that's bad. The, the worst bit, and I was like, I didn't want to watch it. So I actually did watch through my fingers. Yeah. Is when uh, the coachman says they don't come back. And then his face goes big and red and right up to the camera. As boys. 
and it was really really terrifying but especially made worse by the fact that honest john and gideon are cowering in fear yeah like i hated that bit as a child and i hate that bit now Mm-hmm. the coachman's nasty and they, like it's very telling i love pop funkos i adore pop funkos yeah you get lots of geppetto you get lots of pinocchio lots of jiminy crickets a few blue fairies never seen stromboli never seen honest john never seen gideon never seen the coachman but what? in pop funko format but you have other villains like we got a nice evil queen I've seen geppetto yeah I don't think I would want any of these villains. No, me either. But I, think... I mean, specifically Stromboli, I don't think they should be no. making merchandise of a racist stereotype. In the same way that they don't make a lot of the characters from Dumbo, except for Dumbo and Timothy Mouse. Yes. And, I, no, and I'm not complaining, but I think it speaks volumes to the fact that maybe there's too many villains here. They're not considered as... as... Surely there's a Monstro one. I've not seen Monstro. Weird. I will have a Google after this to see, but like the fact that you get loads of Maleficence and loads of the evil queens and, you know, Gastons and whoever. Yeah. But maybe there are just some villains that you just really don't want to merchandise. And I think the coachman's one of them. Like, no, who's buying a coachman Pop Funko? Mm. So Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket agree to have a race home. <laughs> and Jiminy Cricket just <laughs> pegs it. He's like, I'll race you there. And he just leaves him in the dust because obviously he's a cricket. Because he's the world's worst babysitter. Right. And, you know, let Honest John grab Pinocchio. Yeah. You know, at the end of the film, they were supposed to bump into Honest John again. Yeah. On their way back in, like, with Geppetto when he's... Or when Pinocchio's dead. Yeah, they're supposed to be in the background getting arrested. Good. Yeah. That would have been nice. I'd have liked to have seen that. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no justice for any of these villains. Yeah. Like, they all just get away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to do to Monstro? But no, like, I know, but, like, the, the other coachman, ones... The coachman, yeah. yeah. The coachman gets away. For all we know, he's still recruiting Honest John and Gideon to get him little lazy little boys who play hooky from school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we get the, the whole he's a doctor thing. Oh, you're a nervous wreck. Let's diagnose. And, you know, the way, like, sick Pinocchio looks is really scary as well. Like, the fact that he's, like, panting. His clothes are, like, untucked. It's really, really unsettling. And he's told that the only cure is a trip to Pleasure Island. But luckily, you can have my ticket. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Jiminy Cricket realises that he's lost Pinocchio and runs back after him. And then we're, we're with the coachman. Yeah. And we have Lampwick. I really don't like Lampwick. Mm-hmm. I really don't like his little like suit and his like buck teeth. He feels like a character from Newsies. You know, like the way he talks. Yeah, listen here, wise guy, you know. They're on a boat, it's dark, so you know it's bad. And it's like weird the things they have on Pleasure Island. Like they get dill pickles and ice cream. Is that a combination that people like? I don't know, but I know that Walt Disney did. That is weird. Like, there's a whole thing where in where so, in the Disney parks, yeah. like, one of the meals... I don't know where you can get it, but, like, one of the meals you can get in the Disney parks is um, a tomato soup and a cheese toasty. Yeah. Or whatever the American oh, yes, no, version that. of that we, is we called. We did have something like that. Yeah, and it's, like, it, that was Walt Disney's favourite meal. Yeah. 
and he also loved dill pickles so they sell giant dill pickles Which in is, disney yeah. world and it's like a whole thing so what was the other thing other than a dill pickle uh, ice cream yeah and like disney well disneyland's famous for its ice cream so like it's just things that Walt Disney was like, I like dill pickles How? and ice cream. <laughs> Put them in. I, should Disneyland really be selling the stuff that's in Pleasure Island? I mean, Disneyland is Pleasure Island. Right. But in like a much more wholesome way. Yeah. If you are a child. I know. When you're an adult, you're like, oh, here's well, this, all my money. This is it, because you also have the giant turkey legs, you have the pies. Do you have the giant turkey legs? And I was like, is it Pleasure Island or is it Disneyland? And They have the carousel. Yep. I mean... Again, all this background stuff was designed by that illustrator who then his stuff was used to make Disneyland, which originally was supposed to be called Mickey Mouse Land. I prefer Disneyland. I think it's catchier. Yeah, it's it, it, Mickey Mouse Land is longer. Mm-hmm. It's like Universal Studios doesn't really roll off the tongue. There's a reason why like Dollywood is called Dollywood and not Dolly Parton theme park. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You just got to make it catchy. I I mean, Pleasure Island seems like a fun place, but not a good place. You know, the way they're graffitiing the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinocchio says being bad's fun. And then we hear the coachman basically say, lock them in. Jiminy's like, sees this evil, you know, it hops through. And you get that weird merry-go-round animation in the background. It's like the weakest bit of animation that we've seen in either this or Snow White, where it's like glitchy and it's like, clearly on a loop mm-hmm. we, the gates are locked pleasure island and then yeah and then we come back and we we pan through and we see that pleasure island has been utterly destroyed so they build this place back up with each new batch of boys in between like does the coachman say well i'm going away for six months yeah build it back up and then we'll start from scratch um jiminy cricket searches the remains and yes we go to the really really nightmare inducing Pool Hall with Lampwick and Pinocchio mm-hmm. as they smoke cigars and Pinocchio tears up as he smokes and swallows and goes green and oh the chair that oh. he sat on has a carving of a donkey yes. on it behind oh, him does it? oh yeah. that's awful and then they have the mirror that they smashed and the Mona Lisa yeah. and like all the stuff do you know what really bothers me in this scene this used to make me really uncomfortable is like the way that the top of the pool table looks yes when the balls move in ways that they shouldn't like that always made me really uncomfortable but i i like the idea that it's pleasure island making it easier for you yeah it is it's so easy to get caught up in this life Mm -hmm. um grasshopper triggers jiminy cricket and he's like i'm gonna box you lampwick lampwick Um, is meant to look like one of the animators as well oh really supposedly Mm -hmm. they just used him as a reference Mm, poor guy <laughs> yeah uh jiminy cricket walks out on pinocchio yet again because pinocchio is like oh, i'm having fun here i'm here with my friend mm-hmm. you know so he goes but he finds out the truth and he sees the coachman with these donkeys and it's like the little sailor donkey who's like i want to go home mister and he's like this little boy I know, I he still it. talks and he's still fully clothed and it's his name's little alexander and the yeah. coachman th- grabs him and throws him with the rest of the donkeys still clothed. And they're all cowering at yeah, this Yeah, he's like, shadow. if they can still talk, then they're of no use. But these ones are going off to the mines. And these ones are going to go to the fun fair. And oh, like... Because this is it. The ones who so I scary. assume have kept like a human form or a human ability to speak 
aren't all bad. That's the point. How did that kid end up here? Yeah. Tell me about him. The little one that can still talk and says he wants his mum, who's yeah. in a little sailor suit. Yeah. Like, come on. But this is it. What's actually going like to happen? What's going to happen to the ones who can still talk? Are they going to just get killed? They have to stay there until they can't talk anymore. That's really awful. Like I that. know this. This used to make me cry yeah. a lot as a kid, and I very was very much the same when we watched this. Like it made me viscerally uncomfortable. Yeah, that children are being punished like this because it's the whole thing with Pinocchio. Like I'm sorry, he's a kid. Kids are allowed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's and, the one time you can make a mistake and and not learn have, from it you yeah. have the opportunity to learn from it with not a whole lot of repercussions because you are an actual child yeah i don't know how old pinocchio is supposed to be but i always thought he was six yeah five like or six, six or seven and this is a really weird way to punish a kid who you have like on purpose stripped all the negative qualities from yeah and just made him a really naive child yeah and for some reason, he's still getting punished like he's the brat that he's supposed to be in oh, the Oh, exactly. It's so weird. And maybe that's the one thing that stops him having a full transformation is because, like, he's so easily led. Maybe that in itself is the warning. It's like Stranger Danger with Honest John and Gideon, but also just the naivety. Is it's like, don't go with the crowd. Don't bow to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, we cut back and we, you know, Pinocchio stops drinking and smoking because he sees Lampwick's transformation. He blames it on the alcohol. And we see Lampwick with his tail and with the ears sprout. Yeah. And it is really terrifying when Lambert realises and he gets hysterical. He's like, I've been framed. And he literally transforms into the, the, the donkey right in front of us. And Pinocchio's face, as it happens, is really scary because he's he's terrified, yeah. which makes it worse for us. And like the shadows as well are really, really awful. You see the shadows of him transforming and becoming like full on donkey. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio has ears and he gets really panicked. Jiminy Cricket arrives and, you know, helps him escape. They decide that they have to jump into the sea. Yeah. They arrive home. But Geppetto isn't there. We don't know how long it's been because, like, everything is covered with dust. Mm-hmm. So it must have been a while at this point. Like, Geppetto has been out looking for Pinocchio for months, the the way it's caked in Yeah, dust. I always assumed that it was, like, a couple of months later. Like, he's been on Pleasure Island for more than just one night. Yes. Yeah, it takes a while for that transformation to occur yeah. and for it to have been destroyed. And then even just getting getting there and getting back. Is this maybe the scene that Honest John would have been getting arrested in the background? Or is it genuinely... No, genuinely is the end. end. Yeah. So the Blue Fairy said she wasn't going to help anymore. <laughs> but she does offer an intervention because we get a letter that explains Geppetto was swallowed by a whale. But he mm-hmm. is alive. So Pinocchio decides I'm going to go save my dad. And he goes to a cliff. He ties his tail to a rock. Yeah. So that he can just walk underwater. And like this is the best explanation of like why he can breathe is because he's a wooden boy. Mm-hmm. So yes, he can be fine. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket says, "I may be live bait down there, but I'm with you." Yeah, and we have a fish who's very into Jiminy Cricket, and is like literally like staring down his pants as all like the water's like getting yeah. sorted. He stuffs his hat with rocks and then realizes it's the wrong thing, so he stuffs his trousers. And the fish is like looking down there, all like, "Ooh, weird, really weird." The fish that that like looks at him upside down. 
Yes. Yeah, it's all. It's all. I don't know what's going on with Pino- with uh, Jimmy Cricket, but he needs to take a break from being a conscience and go and like get married or something. Right. He just needs to settle down, and have cricket babies. Yeah. I do like the underwater. But not anime. with a fish. Yeah, not with a fish. Well, he's not into the fish. This is the thing. Considering he's been like so horny through this, mm-hmm. the fact he's just like. No, but thank you, Mr. Fish or Miss yeah. Fish. And then, like, especially because this fish is a child, because mm-hmm. then a bigger fish comes and, like, stares down Jiminy Cricket for, like, what are you doing with my child? Yeah. And then the second he's like, we're trying to find Monstro, all the fish dash. Yeah. I love the underwater animation. I love the sound effect to create, like, that, that sense you are submerged. Mm-hmm. None of the critters want to help. And we cut to inside Monstro. Which is my least favourite Kingdom Hearts level. Yeah. <laughs> Geppetto says, not a bite for days. He's got a fish. Why not just eat? Don't eat the fish. Eat no. Cleo, the sexy fish. We're not eating the fish. <laughs> right, my favourite my favorite line. This is a heck of a sentence. Mm-hmm. I never thought it would end this way. Starving to death in the belly of a whale. <laughs> yeah, me either. Right? I don't think my life's going to end that way. I I think that's an incredible sentence to write and perform. Yeah. And yes, we, we cut to Pinocchio kind of wandering and then we get that awful bit with Monstro's eye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just generally his animation, it's really scary because he's like photorealistic as well. Yeah. You know, he looks as real as the blue fairy does. He's not a cartoon rail. He's a proper whale. He's terrifying. And, you know, the fish wake him up and he's giving chase and Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket swimming away. And Jiminy Cricket, true to character, abandons Pinocchio and swims off mm-hmm. miles ahead. You see? And, yeah, Geppetto starts fishing for the tuna with Figaro. You know, he, he gets them, he swings them in and Figaro knocks them out with a nice little blow to the head. They work as a really good team. <laughs> but my, the Monstro gets... Pinocchio, yeah, and shuts his mouth. Yes, whilst Jiminy Cricket is outside, mm-hmm. and I know, really believe this could happen to you as a child. Oh God, yeah, this, yeah, this was scary. Mm-hmm. Like again, this is scary. All of this stuff. I don't want to talk to strangers. I didn't want to go to Pleasure Island. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat giant turkey legs. I don't want to smoke. No. I don't want to drink. I mean, this film did its job in that case. I think that was the point, right? Right. Pinocchio and Geppetto get reunited. Geppetto accidentally grabs a fish at first and hugs the fish before Pinocchio's like, silly daddy, I'm over here. Yeah. And <laughs> Geppetto, Figaro and Cleo, the sexy fish, are all repulsed by Pinocchio's donkey ears and tail. But all is well as he has his wooden head back, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's like, okay, well, listen, I still love you and we'll figure out how to sort this out. I mean, of all the people that are in this this whale's stomach, one of them is immortal. Yeah. And will have to sit here and watch his dad and fish and cat die. So Right. Good luck to Pinocchio now. Anyway, they decide that the best way to get out of the whale is to make him sneeze. Yes. Also, seagulls are trying to eat Jiminy Cricket on the outside. Jiminy's trying to get in. He's like knocking on Monstro's face and it's like, let me in, let me in. Yeah, let me out, let me out. Uh, Geppetto built a raft. It won't work because fish come in. So does water. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio says, yeah, you know, we'll make fire to make him sneeze. And the sneezing works. They escape. It's really nice. I like the way it happens because you hear, uh, 
Uh, yeah, the sneeze goes on for a really long time. But you I don't see like it. him. Oh no, I know, and it is really like weird and human. But mm-hmm. the way like they're trying to paddle up, it's really like scary. And he goes, a chew blows them. But then he starts. But breathing. he's going to sneeze again, so he starts breathing in again. So yeah. they go backwards. It's nice. It's good suspense. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Cricket gets sucked. He's like, I'm coming with you. And yeah, it's just literally boating for their life. They they nearly get destroyed. They have to jump off the raft because. Mm-hmm. everything my question is we don't see figaro or cleo the sexy fish throughout all of this i always assume that figaro got in cleo's bowl and was just holding onto the top of it and that they just like floated back but how did no water get in cleo's bowl because that would kill her she's fine <laughs> but yes they dive they're swimming they get into the little rock uh the little crack in the rock Mm-hmm. And Monstro like hits it with his head and goes off defeated. And everyone's happy, except, oh man, this shot was so funny. So this is like before we were allowed to kill Disney villains. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you say that, the queen dies. We just don't see it, but it's heavily implied she dies. But she's not, she's killed by her own mistake. Yeah. This like, is before we were allowed to kill Disney villains. Like, have characters kill Disney villains. Yeah. What, do you remember when they stopped doing that? Because now heroes aren't allowed to kill villains anymore either. Try and think what the last one I remember seeing is. Princess and the Frog, they don't kill. No, he dies at the hands of his friends on the other side. Mulan doesn't directly kill anyone. Mulan kills a lot of people. No, but she doesn't directly kill the villain. But she doesn't directly kill them. She just causes the avalanche. She doesn't actually... Like, she's got the biggest body count of any... Yeah, of any Disney but character. She killed a lot of people. She killed a lot of people. Um, um, who does Mo- kill Shanyu? Mulan? I think it's the fireworks. She literally sets the fireworks up she, like him. So she does kill him. Yeah. Um, does Quasimodo drop Frollo? Uh, no, the gargoyles drop Frollo. Because he's holding onto a gargoyle. But it's, not our, it's not our friendly gargoyle. It's not gargoyles. our three gargoyles, but um, it's one of I them. I don't know, actually, then. I, know I think s- the last one was whatever was before Princess and the Frog. Which is probably like an Atlantis or something, which I've not seen. Or a Treasure Planet. But yeah, they straight up kill the bad guy in Atlantis. Because Tarzan doesn't kill Clayton. And Treasure Planet. Yeah. No, Tarzan tries to save Clayton. Yeah. There's a whole lot of murdering from the villains that there goes is. on in these films. It's great. My favourite shot. It yeah. shouldn't be as funny as it is. It's Pinocchio lying face down Pinocchio in the water. Pinocchio lying face down in oh the water. Oh my god. It's because it does the like... The dramatic Dramatic reveal. zoom in. Which is like an Instagram TikTok thing at the moment. Where you just do like a dramatic zoom in to, to highlight something. And it should not be as funny as it is. No, it really isn't. Because you know, Geppetto's so happy. He's got Figaro. He's got Cleo. For the time, I'm sure it was very dramatic and shocking. Yeah. But nowadays, it's just kind of funny. Anyway, we cut back to Geppetto's house. And Geppetto's like mourning the death of his puppet boy. And everyone's sad. But, you know, we hear a voice from the Blue Fairy that says, you know, you proved yourself brave, truthful and unselfish. Mm-hmm. And he awakens as a real boy. Yeah. He sits up. He says, why are you crying, father? And Geppetto replies, because you're dead, Pinocchio. Now lie down. <laughs> lie down like a good boy. And Wait, yes, okay. then he's like, Pinocchio. Yeah, and we can. have our, our dancing and our celebration, our ballyhoo. Yes. Uh, Jiminy Cricket thanks the Blue Fairy and he gets his badge. I don't 
think he deserves the He badge. does not deserve the medal that he gets he at all. He did not do anything to contribute to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, Yeah, it's an 18 karat gold medal. He did not deserve this. Nope. And we end with uh, the wish reprise. Yep. And it is a nice little ending. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's happy. <sighs> Just as traumatic now as it was as a child, I think. Yeah, definitely. Animation has held up fantastically well. Very few songs. Um, again, proof... Just enough to meet our criteria for this. Just enough with seven songs, but a huge gap in between, like, with Snow White. Mm-hmm. But it's you like know, Frozen. The mm-hmm. last, like, half an hour of that movie has no songs. But it, even with this, we get reprise of When You Wish Upon a Star. But it's not exactly like these Disney films were writing really triumphant finale numbers which has played modern Disney musicals. No, we, we save our finale numbers for the Renaissance. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, it's Alan Menken, isn't it? He's so yeah, it is Alan Menken. <laughs> I can't Love wait. Him. I can't wait to talk about the Alan Menken era. Mm-hmm. I I did enjoy this one more than I thought I would, I'll be honest. This this was one that I was like, do we really have to watch this? Especially after, especially after the past few weeks. Yeah. But I did enjoy this one. Who would you say is your... MVP as a, I guess, character in the story. Yeah, because we're not really fussed by the actors in this one. Yeah. I, I guess, again, it goes to the animators. That's what I said last yeah. time. I'm going to say the same thing. It is the animators. Like, the crazy leaps in animation that are made in this film. Yeah. The... But character-wise, it's Figaro. My number one. Um, I have given it to Jiminy because of, like, the screen time and how much he is, but mm-hmm. he's not... He's basically the main character. Yeah, he is basically the main character, but I did really enjoy, like, Figaro and Cleo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which role would you... I don't know how we're going to no. do this. I, 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 I'd like to be Geppetto, I, I would want to be in this. I, I, I'd like to be Geppetto's voice or, you know, old Geppetto, but I don't want to be honest, John. I don't want to be Gideon. I really don't want to be the coachman. I don't think I could look at myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. What's your best song? Because we've got two really iconic Disney songs, I think, in this one. Probably There Are No Strings On Me. Yeah, that's my best song. That's always the one that I think of when I think of this. Before I think of When You Wish Upon a Star, because that just, in my head, is Disney. now is just a Disney song, yeah. you know? I think the difference is, as much as I love When You Wish Upon a Star and it works here, I don't think I could listen to it in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't skip it in this because I think it's a really fantastic opening. Yeah. I would say my skip song here is Little Wooden Head. Yeah. Because, I, f- I forgot that one was even in it. Yeah. And as much as I enjoy it in this, and it's a really nice set piece, it's probably, you know, without going into reprise section, because, you know, the reprise of When You Wish or, you know, High Diddly D, those reprises are kind of lame. But as a full song, I would say Little Wooden Head is, is good, but it's it's not up there. Like you say, it's forgettable. I I gave this one four stars out of five because mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. I don't know if I'll watch this with our kids. I don't know if I'll make our kids watch this one, but it it, it is good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, I think, with, with adult eyes more so than anything else. I had a blast watching this, you know, sat up, um, <laughs> arm in a bandage, uh, painkillers. Yeah, you know, like this was a per. This was a, actually a really nice film just to watch of an afternoon. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Where would you say, like, in terms of a star rating? This is probably like a two. Oh, really? You yeah. Really enjoy it as much as I did. This is one that, like, 
I watched when I was like seven or eight. I would not let if we had a seven or eight year old, would not let them watch this one. No, I would I don't wait until what, they were older. Yeah, it is. It's one of those weird ones. It's an older one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one they just never watch until they're our age. But even then, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're not gonna like these bits." Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here you're not gonna enjoy. Yeah. It was. I'm glad we watched it, and it was one that I thought it's kind of like a a big obstacle in this series. Mm-hmm. And it's so early on. I'm glad it's done, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, we didn't have much time to kind of be like, oh, we've got to do Pinocchio. It's kind of done now, but I, it, it's worth revisiting. I think. Yeah. Don't think I'll see the live action though. <laughs> I would like to see the Del Toro. Yes. One. Because I saw the trailer for that. Is that the one that's going to be on Netflix? Yeah. I'd like and to see I that. like that Jiminy Cricket looks like the insect fairy from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And I like I think the concept of that. That's the thing is I'd quite like to see a darker Pinocchio, but not like, but very much in the way of like a Del Toro mm-hmm. horror-esque Pan's Labyrinth. That could be a lot of fun. And I'm excited to see what happens, there, especially because it's not a Disney. Yeah. Next week is Phantom Week. Yes, indeed. Delayed, you, you know, it should have been this week as Phantom Week, but it is still really important for us to uphold that annual Phantom Week. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to go to the theatre and we are going to bring you uh, one I'm really excited to, to discuss. We're going to go to Woking Theatre, the new Victoria Theatre, and we're going to watch Chicago, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited to see how that transfers from screen to stage. Yeah. What are we watching for Phantom Week? We are going to be watching Phantom of the Paradise. And I'm very excited to see like a kind of parody. It's a rock opera. Rock opera of the Phantom. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Mm. as always, you can get yourself involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod. Thank you so much to everyone who has been, you know, reaching out to us over, you know, our absence and... Uh, thank you to everyone for you know kind words or but also thank you to people who listen to goosebumps and then were like how did i not know the soundtrack existed and have become just as obsessed as we have mm-hmm. i mean i do find it really funny that this cursed little show has brought us nothing but bad luck since what since you know covering it yep ironically that you know stay away stay away from my home sweet home mm-hmm. um but yeah but we love it we love it so yeah get involved in the conversation now us know your thoughts on pinocchio and let us know your thoughts on Phantom of the uh, Paradise yes. and uh, Chicago, the live action on stage adaptation. As always, you... adaptation came first. You know adaptation. what I mean. As always, you can find us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, mm-hmm. on Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app under the podcast section of the library. You can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on Good Pods, and you can find us on our OG hosts, Podbean. And if you like what we do, head on over to any of those fantastic platforms or podchaser.com and leave us a five-star review. I have not had to say that in quite a while. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I got through it without tripping over. I'm pretty pleased with that. Until next week, we will see you same bat place, same bat channel. Have a magical musical Monday.